Making, making my, my way, way downtown. downtown. Walking fast, faces passing them. We're going to midspace! Hey. <laughs> oh, we're here! Hello and welcome, everybody, to another <gasps> Lore Dive episode of the Backwater Bastards. It's a Lore Dive! Ah, watch out! And uh, with me today, I have the illustrious Daniel Matthews. Ooh, thank you. Shiny. <laughs> and the even more illustrious Taylor. <laughs> more shiny. And joining us, as always, we have the eminent, the distinguished... The acclaimed, the noted, the notable, the noteworthy, and the prominent DM Dick Dynamite. The shiniest. Thank you, thank you. So, guys, we're back here. We're doing another lore dive. This time it is going to be about Midspace Station. Midspace Station. It's it's the setting where we started our adventures. It's the setting where, if you're up to date on the podcast... Where our adventures uh, have been carrying, have been taking place for the last little while. Sitting in the neutral space between three great empires is the bustling, lawless metropolis of Midspace Station. So when we talk about Midspace, Midspace is a giant, planet-like moon-sized space station in the dead center of the known galaxy. Apparently. Yeah. Geographically, is it really the dead center of the galaxy? Not really, no. But like, geopolitically, it definitely is. It's right in between Wraith space, Terran space, and Synth space. And it's more or less in the center of that area. And it was initially uh, built to be like, yeah, equidistant to all the capitals. Midspace, it's huge. And it is all kind of city large portions of that city are like not looked after not inhabited but large portions of it are inhabited as well there are millions of people living on midspace millions and although it's an entirely artificial structure it is based on a core made of compacted trash and and detritus and so on so it actually is it doesn't have any sort of artificial gravity it has actually been built upon a solid mass big enough to produce its own gravity. It's dense. Yeah, and although it has a, an artificial sky and a bubble built around it, and power is required to light up the night-day cycle, which is why the night city is always night, there's no life support system that requires any tech because it has been terraformed to a certain extent. They have Damn. special mushrooms that filter the air and, uh, and various other... Little tips, little tricks that the uh, the creators of Midspace use to make it very similar to living on a planet. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, 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 like Midspace, right. But, like, what, what is a station in, in orbital refuse? What, what does the thing have to be to be a station? I mean, that's, that's a great question. With orbital refuse, the way I've been treating space stations, it's, it's certainly not like the space stations we have 
in the real world, or even space stations in like a lot of modern science fiction. Like to me, like a, a space station in orbital refuse is any sort of large habitable artificial structure in space. Mm. Okay. So s- some of them, like mid-space in particular, mid-space is kind of exceptional in its design and size. There are plenty that are like big, like countries, like they fit millions of people in them. Wow. Okay. And so have us uh, bastards, have we seen other stations? You know, I, my mind goes straight away to uh, Garcia, but then also yeah. to um, the trash place. What was that place called? It was called... Right. Uh, uh, oh my god! Wait, Barter Town. Okay. It wasn't Barter Town. It was. <laughs> it was uh, where we met Rads. What was that place? Yeah, it called? was Prospect Town. Prospect Wait, Town. Wait. So, like, how many places have we been that were stations and not planets? Or can yeah. it be? Can you be both? I think it is just the three at this point. Okay. Okay. So we have Mid Space, and then we have Prospect Town and Garcia Station. And Garcia yeah. Station. Oh, and where we found the Honey Boy. True. That was also a space station. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the Replicant. I think that took place on. That a was station. a biolife station. A biolife station. So can a station be as small as like a stews? Like a gas station. Like a gas station, yeah. I yeah, like I mean, that. By, by, I think by my definition, like they come in like all sizes. Because as well, the synths have artificial planets, which technically you could call space stations okay. by the same definition that midspace Ooh. is one. Yeah. That's kind of, is it, can you be a station and a planet at the same time like Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a country and a continent, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Aus- no, there. Australia is a space station and a planet. <laughs> Please, Dick. Okay, some respect to our Aussies listeners. It's just, I I kind of expected a little bit more out of you guys tonight, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to say so. I think as well, like with the, synth- the synthetics, like they have a particular worldview where it's like you, if you can make a person, then you can make anything. You can make a planet. Mm. I'm over here uh, like shit. Maybe I need to Google what is a planet. Like home is so where they, the heart is. They would. They would never. They would never even remote. If they, if they build an artificial planet, they're not going to call that a space station. They're going to call it a planet. But as okay. well, like, they're like, I am a synthetic being. I'm not a robot. Okay, mm-hmm. I looked it up. You guys, the definition of planet is broadly any relatively large natural body. <laughs> Heyo. That revolves in an orbit around the sun or mm-hmm. around some other star, Wait, and so that is mid-space not radiating is... energy from an internal nuclear fusion reaction. So, midspace is not orbiting a star, whereas the synthetic That's planets, true. yeah, the so synthetic midspace planets, is not a planet. Yeah, so even because the synthetic planets, like they have, sure they've made them themselves, but they do orbit stars. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one point where actually there's one that's kept in the center of four separate stars, I believe it was. There's, there's, some, there's some fucked up shit in synth space that we haven't seen. I cannot wait to get into that. Yeah, me too. I am excited to get to synth and wraith space. Yeah. But yeah, like mid space, that is, that is an important thing. Although it does have a day night cycle, it's just dimmers on lights, really. There's no star. Okay. I dig it. I like it. I feel like that, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. And I mean, what is the purpose of stations? Like, why, why build a place if you can just colonize a planet? Well, I mean, what if there's not a planet there? Like, the thing in midspace is there are no stars in the entire, like, neutral sector there. That's why there's this midspace, there's Garcia. Yeah. There's, like, all, all the habitable mm. places are all stations because... Fueling hub. There's, there's no stars to find a planet on, you know? Even if you could terraform it, like, it's just not there. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, obviously, our favorite station is is Midspace. To be fair, I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people have been asking us questions about Midspace. Um, and Dick hit off like five of them in the intro. I was like, the first sentence, he was like, "This is how big it is. This is the situation." And <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, check, 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 check." I check. mean, we could probably go a little bit deeper. Oh, we're going to deeper points, dive so. into this. We're going to have to because yeah. I that hit me so fast. I was like, "Wait, wait." Yes. Because I'm over here like tech specs, baby. Like, what is the deal with what is the deal with lighting? <laughs> like why yeah. where is it how did it happen who did this so i mean the tech specs of um of midspace let's talk about it let's talk about like what all that sort of looks like and works mm, yes so midspace is built on like a a trash core that generates its gravity love that for her oh shit do we and know where such... that trash came from or is this just yeah a... whose trash is this did somebody is this litter? just a is this like in the ocean? There's that kind of whirlpool it's of trash. It's the Fatberg. Yeah. Well, it's basically all the stuff <laughs> that was plan. like the plastic here. island. You got to remember this was built during a war between these three systems, so okay. a lot of it was destroyed ships and things like that. Damn. Haunted. It's also it's um, haunted. The it's haunted. Um, the shattered wall. The shattered wall sort of backs onto midspace. So you got okay. to imagine the shattered wall used to be longer, but a lot of it is actually just inside midspace. Okay. What? And Trevor complained about coming here. <laughs> there's um yeah there's it's really hard to say like what is down there but most of it has just been compacted into basically like a dense like metal rock plastic blob like when so you that's roll the a ball of tinfoil really long time forever yeah, and then exactly. you get like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, and yeah, in the center of it, it's you know, it's got like a like a hot, like a hot <laughs> liquid core, and also like like a planet, like our planet. Whoa. It has that was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Has some of those sort of <laughs> accurate uh, though things work. going on. <laughs> then built on top of that, there's like substructures. They've got the sewers that eventually are built up. There's the abandoned train lines. Then on top of that, there's a city, and that city isn't actually built spherically. They only built one side of it, really. So you can imagine there's there's rings. Okay. Yeah. And in the the center ring, that's where where Zuzu was set up. That's where where like midspace started being colonized or recolonized by, you know, by criminals and and gangsters and free spirits of, of the galaxy. But then as you sort of move out, you get into what is known as the night city or the undercity, and it is sort of below, but only sort of, you know. Theoretically, really, it is more to sort of when you stuck into the places where power has not been switched on. Because this described thing described it as like uh, the skyscrapers of uh, Mid City Central, where Zuzu rules, was uh, pointing that way, and then the dark side of the Night City, the skyscrapers are kind of going off in the bottom direction, but are unpowered and unlit, and just kind of just reach out into the darkness of space. Yeah, these sort of like these these spiky tendrils. Yeah. And are they just going in like one axis or are they going in like out, out in many different directions? Is it, is it a, like a, a straight horizon line differentiating these things? I mean, or? the way of like whenever we've traversed that line, I've always described it as being a cliff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. I haven't really yeah. gone any further than that. I kind of picture like a, like a shelf drop off. In yeah. terms of like the, the actual like the actual geometry Waterfall. and aesthetics and stuff, yeah. I don't know that I want to like make too big a call until like someone draws something because i oh okay you know oh. what i mean like it's somewhere I have, like somewhere out there max barons is like 
<laughs> uh, I can yeah. I An can describe it as as much as I have, but like in terms of like the really detailed like the the geometry and the um the aesthetic of how that works and what that looks like, it's I, I really I really want to see something. You know what big I, vibes uh, it gives me is the too, um, too much to that the. Uh, kind of ancient legends of Earth being on the back of a turtle. You know, Midspace mm-hmm. gives me that kind of vibe of there's the oh, yeah. there's that bit and then there's the waterfall where everything drops off and then there's a bloody turtle. And that's what, uh, you know, the Night City kind of feels like to me. <laughs> a bloody like, turtle. It's a bloody turtle underneath a city. or the. I just, you know, honestly, the, the, the most visual part of it for me has been Night City because I have legitimately seen every second of the last couple episodes. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the, the massive shelf drop off like an Icelandic cliff. Oh, and then they were dropping down the cliffs of the, the skyscrapers on their little um, like And the color palette, things. like so oh, yeah. nighttime and like mushrooms. Well, and- I really wanted it to be like, that's, that's like kind of the, the, almost like the cyberpunk part of Midspace where it's, it's just always dark and there's like anything that is lit up is DIY. It's like someone has just there, cracked open a uh, phosphorus container that's light lighting up the zone while they're there or there's the mushrooms. And it's I all... feel like we barely got into Night City like at all. No, we we're just... coming back. I mean, now that we're friends with Shannon. Mm. <laughs> so you're talking about lighting. You're talking about how the, the tech yes. specs of it. The... So then we get to the outside. And this is part of why they didn't build the whole thing as a globe. Because you end up having this sort of this mushroom-shaped thing where there is a structure on the absolute outer limits of the night city. Okay. Where there's essentially just walls that go right up, way up into the sky. What? And that's where the dome is attached. So ah. there is a, there's an external dome. And the dome... Okay. It's, it's not like... It's not glass. It's not transparent. It's actually made of strong, heavy-duty, easy-to-repair, reflective surface. Oh. Okay. You can project the sky onto that. Ah, okay. So, uh, inhabitants of Midspace City, uh, Midspace Midspace Station, when they look out to the night sky, it's a projection they're seeing. They're not seeing yeah. out into space. Not at all. They're just they're just seeing a twinkly, artificially generated night sky. And if you go into the night city, you're not even seeing that. You might see the edges of that from central Midspace. Yeah. But most of what you're seeing is just proper just darkness because you're just looking at a wall that's you know. <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds of meters up in the air that you just could never. So from the outside looking down on it, what type of shape is is someone arriving to midspace station seeing? I think it's ball cut. It's it's yeah. yeah it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like a messed up sphere. You can tell that it's maybe it was going to be a sphere if they ever finished it properly, but it's not. Not it looks like a done. jelly. It's okay. a jelly. Yeah, so it's like... No wonder you wanted to go there. I oh, fucking love it, yeah. You were like, <laughs> I wonder why I like that so much. Maybe because it peoples. looks like me. Yeah. So that's how... That's is it. Do you think it's safe to say that that's how you see it, Dick? That's Lopsided. Your, that all of that was your idea of what Midspace looks like. Well, that was my idea of what Midspace looks like. Because some of you have told us what your idea of what midspace looks like. I have two here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So Jim from our Discord mm-hmm. thinks that midspace is a the architecture in midspace is a mixture of Terran, Wraith, and Synth, all built on top of each other depending on who controlled it and when. And then Captain Isaac thinks they see it as a Ooh. human synth kind of mashup, which has been barnacled over kind of like a hive city. Do either of those match up with how you see well, e- either of you? In, 
in getting into that, maybe we need to sort of like get into the when and why of Midspace even being built in the first place. It sounds like we might. Okay. There's, there's a history puzzle piece missing here. Because Midspace, yes, it was a joint effort between the Wraith systems, the Synthetic Army, and the Terran Empire. They all pitched in together to build this thing. And the idea was it was going to be a place where they could work together to end the war. Yeah. So they built it during wartime. And do we know how long the war had been raging at this point? Or is it just... uh... I mean, it had been years. Not like, you know... It's not like like a hundred year war or anything. It wasn't like generations. It was just a war that happened. A few decades type thing? No, I think less than that. It's, you know, just a matter of like literally years. Oh, okay. But just devastating enough that they they wanted to... I mean, it was inter-system war. It was a war that spanned an entire galaxy. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you have a bad war for a couple years... So it's a big deal. That's a minute. Think about about in our world, you know, like the, the Second World War... Was for a couple of years, wasn't it? But like, it's yeah. the the biggest world event of like yeah. the last hundred years. It, yeah, yeah, it just is. Yeah. Okay. So this, yeah, the, the people are still talking about this war a thousand years ago because it was just that big, right? You know, so many people died. Nobody was untouched by it. The entire shape of the galaxy, the way it is these days, is directly off the back of this war. But um, midspace, basically, it came at a time where. Just a, a few things all just seemed to happen, like rapid fire. So the Terrans, they'd already started realizing none of this is worth it, and they started putting up the wall, Ooh. which was actually just a series of space stations. Okay. Little independent unmanned space stations that were designed to create a huge, just light years wide network of energy shields just to make it impossible for ships to come into their space, they were going to become a lot isolationist. And so you're saying that the wall is a uh, human Terran-built thing, or were they so the, adding yeah. to a natural defense that was already there? Oh, no, there was, there was nothing there. The Terrans, the Terrans spent an insane amount of resources, an insane amount of Damn. time, and they made this thing. And the Wraiths, came at, the, the Wraiths learned of it. That you know, sounds like spies, us. Their spies found out it was happening. The Wraiths are really, like, they have stealth ships. They've got better stealth than everyone else. That's just one of their things. Yeah. But that's, that's why the, um, the Terrans built it mainly bordering Wraith space. The Wraiths found out about it. They come in on stealth ships, and they bombed it all to hell, and they turned it into what is known as the Shattered Wall, which oh. is still semi-impenetrable. But, um, Unless you're Trevor. Yeah. But it's, but it's impenetrable for everyone. You know, It's not just a one-way wall, because the Terrans would have obviously been able to go through it and attack the Wraith and not vice versa. Mm. So the Wraith's like, okay, we're going to bomb this thing, and like that kind of makes it fair at least. So that kind of ended the war on that front, functionally. Yeah. Meanwhile, the synths, out of nowhere, the, the synth, um, the originator, just started acting differently. Mm. No one really sort of knew exactly why, but policies changed very suddenly. The synths suddenly we're ready for peace okay as, as all this is happening like the wraiths were only really able to be galvanized into one great great uh, monolith together by the fact that there was a, a galactic war happening so the wraiths began to splinter back off into their war bands their smaller groupings okay so because of this backdrop peace talks it, it need to be happening you know they need to be treaties the Terrans obviously kind of took the lead on that okay. sort of thing that was there their thing, but it was a group effort. So all three of them were involved in building, and as such, it does contain yeah, like elements from all three. So like the way like the sort of built is like a metropolis and these cities and stuff is a very Terran thing. But then having it being this fully um this fully artificial but terraformed 
structure that's put in a, pl- a point in space. There's more of a s- sort of a synthetic philosophy. Hold on, and a then minute. the wraiths have got just wild technologies that are more based on their evolutionary growth. Mm-hmm. So they incorporate biological artifice into their construction which is why you have things like these psychic mushrooms and stuff forming part of the life support system because that's how the wraiths work their own ships but the mushrooms were introduced first by the uh the wraiths i mean yes oh wow okay that's uh very wraith technology so we've got some like structural architecture coming from the synths we've got some kind of life support stuff coming in from the wraiths and then the terrans they've just what have they brought to? They've essentially structured the how, they thought, how they thought the <laughs> how they thought the society would be put together on there. Because again, the humans, they they are very good at going to someone else's planet mm-hmm. and saying like, "Hey, we run this now, but don't worry, you can still do your thing." Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. We we do that thing. Yeah. We do that thing. Because the Terran Empire isn't made up of entirely human planets. There's um a myriad of other species, mm-hmm. you know, that have yeah planets that are. Yeah, that we are humans are an absolute minority. So, like, how long did it take for them to build mid-space? Or can you even say that it's done? Well, it's not done, but it is yeah. definitely done to enough of a point that it's usable. Thing is, yeah, it, it was all put together. But by the time it happened, things it just kind of drifted off. The war just kind of came to a stalemate. No one really had the drive to actually work together anymore and make mid-space, like the dream that they'd had, happen. Mm. Oh, okay. And it was it was just left there, unfinished, with this massive workforce of hundreds of thousands of workers on there, left sort of sitting around waiting for the next instructions. Eventually, they, 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 sort of, they finished what they could, patched things up, made it livable, because mm-hmm. they, had to, they had to be there while it was being worked on. And yeah, some of them stayed. I just started squatting in what was like essentially a planet that belonged to them. Obviously people started coming you had just like young people who had starships who were able to get there and like hey we could forge a new life here didn't take long before you've got a big criminal element and that's mm. ultimately throughout the thousands of or the, 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 the almost thousand years that it's been there most of the time it has been primarily controlled by the criminal element because they're the ones that have all the money they've got okay. the money they've got the guns <laughs> speaking of of criminals or whatever have there ever been any major conflicts in midspace or between gangs and nations or, you know, what's, how's the peace kept? Like, is there balance or is there an uneven population of a certain one of the, the groups? That's, that's a real interesting question, that one. Because, I mean, I wouldn't want to set in stone too many past events there because I haven't, like, written like a, a robust of history it. of midspace. Mm. Yeah. But there definitely like, there'll be like major conflicts, especially between gangs. I think there must've been periods in the thousand years that it's been there where it has been under control of one of the three nations or by other sort of groups. Yeah. Mm. There's also stuff like poking at this. I'm like, we don't want to poke at something that we like don't know yet that we're well, supposed to find that, out. That, that we might want to play with like later on within right. backwater bastards. That I don't want to, delve too deep into or reveal too much of or even just you know like even like there's certain things i want to keep vague because that way i can use them if i have a really good idea to be able to use them later on yeah i want to have like a little bit of blank playing room so i yeah there are are aspects of um mid-space stations long it's 
it's been around for a thousand years. So it's yeah, it's it's relatively young compared to uh, other colonized planets and stuff. But it's it's mm. been there for a long time. It's been there since you know, like a a time that people don't really remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, uh, are you going to tell us if we've discovered 100 percent of it or <laughs> well, how, how how the piece is kept? I think is an important one, and that's right now the piece is legitimately being kept by Princess Zuzu, or more more so by her um, her right hand synth Deets, who is mm, yeah. yeah basically a criminal enforcer who controls. You, you could call them a police force, but they're really they're just they're thugs that are that are sent around. And there's there's a whole sort of protection money system going on, which you could also just call taxation. But yeah, there are there are armed people that will come, and if you are being too big of a problem despite it being a lawless station yeah you could be you could be ejected from midspace or or just killed just you know taken into a back alley and shot we've seen deets do that before yeah yeah deets doesn't really seem like uh like a big law individual a big fan of laws organized <laughs> i mean deets is definitely much more of a you're being a problem i will efficiently end this problem by killing yeah. the source of it yeah, that's very deets so at the moment, it's yeah, sure. Like you can commit whatever crime you want, but if you're, say, you're like a serial killer, Deets is definitely going to get you on his radar and have you stopped. You know, like yeah. it is, a, it's a, it's a safe enough place in a, in the general terms. And like smaller gangs that are like coming in and threatening people and doing stuff, like they won't get away with it very long. Like it's generally people that have an agreement with Zuzu are the only ones who can actually do their really yeah big shady dealings. Okay. So we have this station run by Zuzu and other gangs spread out across the, the top and then also the Night City. You know, from the very beginning, what type of uh, aliens or peoples or synths moved here? And, you know, to, to modern times where we are currently, what type of people are moving here? And what are the opportunities that they're looking to kind of gain from being in this? Because midspace is in like a dead pocket of space, right? It's, in, it's stuck in between three empires so the only thing that's around it is itself. So, yeah, what are the opportunities? Why do people come here? Yeah. Yeah. For identical? Yeah. For identical, That's a potential reason for culture. Like, it is, like, it's a cool city. It's a, like a yeah. wild, bustling metropolis with people from you know, places you've never heard of before. You know, if you grew up in some little planet and you got on board some ship that's going to midspace, like, it could just be, like, amazing and exciting it is definitely majority Terran synth and wraith because it has a lot of history with those three races like the um the the original groups of people that set up shop there and therefore got a foothold in were of um those three empires but there are like uncountable species represented on midspace okay and as, as far as synths go as well none of them have anything to do with the synth army they are all people who have deserted mm. same thing with wraiths as well like wraiths generally are part of like family groupings like large extended big family groupings sometimes a stronger family will take over others and have them under their wing okay oh. but yeah anyone that wants to be sort of like fully independent and go out and get out of sight of that again like midspace would be quite an attractive place to go mm-hmm. so then technically like nobody here is really legitimately meant to be here this is kind of like a because yeah, if I mean, the synths it's... are all people who have defected from the synth army, and if the wraiths are all kind of like 
runaways. Eh, yeah. Living on the edge there. Yeah. And the so, Terrans, yeah, let's be very well, honest about the Terrans that are here. They're looking for the quick cash. I mean, the Terrans are in some way an exception there because the Terrans are very happy to like say, yes, you, yes you're a citizen, you're a citizen. Like They'll have people be <laughs> citizens of their empire because they're an empire. So they kind of, they love the idea. Like, no, you can go and you can be a Terran in mid-space. You yeah. can go somewhere Wait, else. So do you- the Terrans consider mid-space part of their empire? Ooh. Well, no, they, they do they do follow a treaty. Like, the, okay. if the Emperor wanted to make a play for mid-space, I mean, what we saw with Zarg Moon, you know, like... Yeah. He's, they're not above, you they're know, like... Trickery. They're not above it. They're not above, like, going against what's on the paper mm-hmm. but they i mean it's not something that they're they're doing at the moment it to ain't our a good idea <laughs> yeah. well it's just there's, there's no real benefit for them in it either okay. because the war is over over they do have you know trade routes established yeah that's true with the other other um, areas so okay, that's a good is, point. it's a great place for like private opportunity mm. tax shelter yes yeah so like <laughs> obviously like shady corporations again we've seen biolife you know, doing their shady shit here. The fried tentacle people. It's a very good place. Mm-hmm. If you're an organization mm-hmm. and you want to do something mm-hmm. that you don't want to be seen to be part of your organization. So like everything we do at yeah, Midspace, uh, Backwater LLC. I mean, we came, here looking for, uh, we came here looking for work though, just to get the next tentacle, right? Like yeah. we were, we weren't, uh, the, that's the when we were small fish, Daniel, yeah, exactly. but now look the, at us. Yeah. Now we're big. Now we're, we're well, big now fish. we're building up an HQ, but we showed up looking at just trying mm-hmm. to get a job. We had yeah, dreams I mean, it's a good place We for came that, though, with our dreams. Big dreams. If you, big if dreams. You, you know, if you want to get a job done, and you live on Midspace. You well, you just you just go out and you find some idiot fresh off the boat and be like, Whoa. yeah, okay, I'll pay you to do this job. Wow, fair enough. I mean, that's where we started. Trying. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Especially like if that job, you know, potentially means like yeah, you know, coming at odds with Zuzu or upsetting the uh, the status quo. Like mm. it is a it's a very liquid population. Yeah, you know, who lives on Midspace is constantly changing. People sort of come in. There's a lot of things where maybe there's like a big trade ship and someone's taking a bunch of stuff. Maybe there's a few things they don't want to declare, things mm. that aren't, you know, legal or things that are taxed okay. really heavily. Sounds like my kind of place where you don't have to really go through customs. Yeah, but yes. so if you want to unload that yeah. sort of stuff to someone and make it no longer your problem, yeah, Midspace is a perfect place to do that. Say you've got, like, cool. just, you know, a whole bunch of like restricted weapons that the Terrans will tax you hard if you take it into their space. Mm-hmm. You could sell it and you could potentially sell it cheap and still be making more money than having to go through the hassle of taking it to the Terran system. So Midspace has got a lot of that sort of thing going on, where it is semi-legitimate trade, but it is it is all about, you know, like, I mean, tax evasion is a big thing for that sort of place. <laughs> okay, so people are living here for the opportunity, for the hustle, and for the tax evasion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, okay, I'll go. Um, I didn't want to do <laughs> another one. I wanted you to get to ask your one. <laughs> and then I just then I blanked and it got weird and then I didn't want to be I didn't want to make noise and then no and I it, thought we were going to go like one 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 but no it's right did um, you just do one I just did one yeah oh okay never mind never mind okay so there's all this there's all this stuff going on out here but does midspace itself have any kind of political stopping power mm. among the three factions I yeah. guess factions I, I guess we could call it that the empires. The empires. Does midspace get to like 
yeah. mean, on paper, shoot a shot. Mid, on mid on paper, mid space is yeah, kind of ignored. It's like it's not there. It's oh. not our problem. It's it's oh. not you know. It's not in our space. And you mm. know, like if you guys want to deal with it, I mean. Fine, but it's not in your space, space either, you know, unless you forget. So it has that, it's almost like a sort of a diplomatic immunity kind of thing. If you think like, yeah, again, in the real world, when people like, you know, they, they get private islands or... Um... Well, it reminds me immediately of Iceland during the Cold War. America oh, and yeah. Russia met That's in a certain true. building in Iceland, which you can see Lovely. in Reykjavik. Yeah, uh, where they negotiated terms there. Yeah. And so, um, I mean... Who was that? Reagan and Khrushchev. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you mention that, my, my mind flicks to that and I go, oh, okay, of course. Yeah, so Midspace was built for this negotiation yeah, place. it was but... specifically built to be like, hey, this isn't anybody's ground. So yeah. we, we'll all happily meet here, right? Mm-hmm. That's that is fair. kind of, and yeah, it, it got a bit big for its boots because, okay, well, this is going to be like a, this is going to be like a city then. It's going to be this big metropolis. We okay, can like yeah. all send our people there. There'd be millions of people all working together. This is how we end the war and make sure it never happens again. Mm. So it was supposed to be this this cooperation between these three huge powers, and they just never got it to work. They never really got it off the ground. Okay. So the inspiration for Midspace, what was the sentiment behind the story, and what were the inspirations for Midspace? From the real world or from the story that you've crafted in your mind that we're still exploring ourselves? Oh, that's a big, big one. So, I mean, I mean we have just mentioned the whole... Um, uh, in the middle, uh, neutral zones where p- parties can talk. As those sorts of stories from real world wars actually definitely inspired it. But also the whole pirate radio and international waters kind of oh, phenomenon that they that's had. that's such yeah. a great story. Love those. That sort of thing is definitely a big inspiration. Um, there's literally uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, Nowhere. Nowhere is so cool. That mm. that place is played kind of heavily in my, uh, my thought of, of mid-space. Yeah. Visually, I've Always thought of it as being like quite um, Blade Runnery. Ooh, mm. yeah, I can see that. I've also imagined a lot of rain on the footpaths uh, because of Blade Runner. <laughs> um, actually, would rain happen in mid in mid space? I have to admit, I see it with no rain. Oh, really? See, I Isn't always that see it bizarre? With rain. I picture mid space being kind of dusty, but oh. not deserty, not humid. It's not Tatooine. You know what nah, I'm saying? It's, like yeah, on I, a scale of Blade Runner original to Tatooine, it's absolutely, fair, yeah. it's not even, like, I don't even want to say it's in the middle. I feel like it's more towards, it's more away from Blade Runner to me than not, but it's not Tatooine. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's only like 55% we, over. Yeah, if, if we were to go there right now, we were like, we went to mid-space, yeah. I think we would find the air to look kind of funny, the, the, the atmosphere to be quite weird because there are no environmental factors. Mm-hmm. There's no wind. There's no rain. Like these sorts of things don't exist. There's, I mean, there could be mists and that sort of thing, because especially because there's plant life and stuff going down here. And every now and then there might be like what you could call rain, but mm-hmm. there's really okay. sort of condensation falling from off the off the roof. I think it's because of Night City for me. Like now that we have Night City, I picture Midspace being brighter. And because Night City for me is so dark, very and so yeah. dark blue and black with like. We well, remember Midspace. It's it's all made of metal, but everyone's painted. They're like their yeah. apartments and their shop fronts and stuff. It's so kind of like a Wild West sort of situation in my mind. It, mm-hmm. Like obviously, we painted Dias to be way more Wild West and desert and dirt. Mm. And so I don't picture it that way. I do picture it as a metropolis, but I picture like daytime Tokyo or something. 
Mm. Oh yeah, I could, I could buy that. I, I definitely had quite a bit of Cowboy Bebop as well. Like everything yeah, that we do, I think that's what I'm seeing. Like, has a bit of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some Cowboy Bebop. Like if Cowboy Bebop had a baby with Trigun, that's what I see oh, in space. Oh, oh, very do you know good. what I'm saying though? That's yeah. why. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm getting the dust from. Like okay, I still I see it. See it I still see, it, see now, yeah. it as like a bustling futuristic city. So that's where mm-hmm. the Cowboy Bebop is coming in, and like lots of signage and like buildings that are kind of like there's just so much going on here but then there's still this element of like hot even though it's not a desert planet i don't know it doesn't make sense that's just like the vibe i feel that like because it's i don't know like it's it's this this sort of shady cosmopolitan pirate pirate zone like it it feels like it should be like a little bit i mean if not like dusty hot it should be tropical hot but like yeah Mm-hmm. I don't picture it like heat doesn't overpower my vision of it. No. I don't picture it, is, it being yeah. like miserable hot, but I definitely don't picture midspace being cold. However, night city, I picture being cold. Yeah. I also not, picture well, it being like cold. Not the in an Arctic way or whatever. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a snow drift situation, but I definitely picture night. I mean, nighttime anywhere drops the temperature, right? Mm. Like darkness. Yeah. Temperature in the shade, and then you're sort of asking about like the um the, the story elements as well of a day, and um because really originally my first thought was like okay we're starting this new campaign we're gonna have to build a galaxy yeah let's start in the middle of it because <laughs> yeah. that seems to me to be the easiest place it gives you guys three major directions you could go into these different places to visit I kind of I went from a story point of like okay what is yeah if there is like a thing right in the middle of it what what might that be mm. and Again, I don't want to spoil too much of it yet because I feel like it is a, an ongoing thread, but we have right. Reese and... Oh my God, that's the bit that I want to pick at constantly. Reese and Reese. So there's Captain Reese and there is Reese the Grey Dragon. And the Grey Dragon to me was always like, that was central to like what Midspace was going to be in our initial story. Okay, you guys, you, you're going to start somewhere, but by the time we finish our first little story, you are going to have like a cool, Sorry. unique, weird ship and you're going to be able to go anywhere you want. From that point. I remember that. I remember I remember years ago, I remember Dick telling us, like, you guys are gonna get a car immediately. And we were like, Yes. Like we knew Reese was coming. We knew Reese was coming. I mean, that was like that was just episode one, but we knew. We knew Reese was happening. We believed in it. Yeah, and I but I also wanted to I guess because I'm you know our, our origins are in playing Dungeons and Dragons and there's a yeah. big thing of like Indiana Jones treasure hunting. You go into dungeons, you know there's a treasure and you're looking for that treasure. So that's yeah. where the idea of like, okay, how can there have been like this ancient treasure on a space station, on an artificial station, which is where, you know, more of the whole, like it's got built on this trash core. Right. It's, that trash core exists from pre, you know, during the war exists from pre, uh, pre mid spaces existence. So yeah. what kind of trash would be there? What kind of ship would be there? And at that point, it all just started coming together. Like, so this ship is actually as fundamental to the history of mid space, mm. to the story from all that time ago. And that's where, yeah, all the things of Captain Reese and all those sort of things started becoming kind of pivotal parts to the creation of, of Midspace. Nice. I can't, I, mean, you guys I can't control myself. You guys don't really know the sort of the story of Captain Reese all that much, but you, I feel I've laid enough seeds that, you know, Reese was fucking about in this part of the galaxy. Yes. And he was, he was doing stuff that had to do with the three nations. He had particular artifacts with him. Mm-hmm. 
there's been so many little Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) And it's killing me. I can't handle it. Like, I constantly, it's the way we've set this story up in general is so not about Reese. Like, Reese is this huge, incredible tale. And and Cleo and Z, like, don't have any mm. knowledge of it. Like, it's not on their radar. They're not pursuing it. But us, the players, are sitting here like, what is Reese's deal? What is the story? There was a statue. What mm. about the egg? What about Reese's body in that synth chamber? And what about reese the ship and yeah and why was reese expecting us like how did reese get into the trash pit why was reese in the trash pit how the heck does that happen like how long were they there and i feel like we have to do a different lore dive about reese one day but (laughs) yeah those were a lot of questions (laughs) well i constantly have reese questions like we have to do a separate lore dive on reese for sure i feel like i can answer one of those questions see that's what we get that's what we get there's one one, answer there's one that actually has to do with mid-space station fine and that is the the how of reese ending up in that trash pile and i wait is it something that we don't know something you don't know but i like to think that it is literally a cosmic fluke a coincidence it's just the fact that when they were smushing smushing all this stuff together (gasps) reese the ship, the Grey Dragon, just happened to be on the outside. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh. Like you, know what that's called? you know what that's called? In space. What's that called? A reg. Huh? Because it's a Reese Easter egg. Oh. <laughs> wait, I fucked it up so badly. It's not a reg. It's a Reaster egg. Why am I... A Reaster egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you definitely should have lived with that. Oh, well, it's Dang all staying it. in now. So uh, they're gonna. everyone's going to hear the oh entire my God. thought process. Oh, my God. It's like right as I said it, I was like, what is that? Why does that feel familiar? And I was like, oh, because it's like negging. And I'm like, that's uh, a bad thing. No, yeah, I ruined it. And then I was like, wait, Reaster egg. You mm. idiot. You absolutely. Absolute donut. <sighs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So that's that's sort of the origins and the inspirations and all those sorts of things of midspace, the um, the kind of the tech specs of of how it works, what Bionicle. it's made of in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> By Lego. I don't know. That's but what maybe we need to, every time you say that. But maybe we need to talk a little bit because it is it's a big old metropolis. You guys have not seen nearly all of it, but you have seen some very big important sections of it. Oh. Yeah. So maybe we can sort of go over those sections and like what what we know about them so far and that sort of thing. Okay. I think I'd like to go into further detail. Uh, into the sort of the politics of these zones and the people that live in them and run them. I think more so than we have time to do in this law dive. So we, oh, we maybe we you're uh, saying we're going to have a part two already part on two on a law dive. What? Oh, we're going to have to. Oh, so That's next fair. time. That's fair. Midspace is big enough part for it. Two about so the inhabitants. There's clearly going to be some stuff missing here. And, Midspace uh, we will, the place. We we 100 welcome further questions if uh, this Send sort em. of sparks some some queries in your mind. Hopefully we're going to get to it anyway, but like by all means, ask us and we'll yes, uh, be on to it. So Midspace, Back you guys first arrived gmail.com. in um, that's us in the Midspace downtown, basically. I'm making my way downtown. That's that's where we began, right in this the thick of it, where there's the the biggest spaceports, all the most populated, easy parts of Midspace access. Because basically, if you want to get into Midspace, there are there are ports, there are portholes on the dome. But all the ones like in the Night City, for example, they're inoperative. Like though they don't open, you just can't fly a ship into them because they're not powered. Oh. So you basically you do have to go through Princess Zuzu just to get into midspace because she controls all those main entrances. Mm. So where we started was notably very close. There was um Deet's Bar from which Zuzu's uh, shadier operations are run. Zuzu herself does have yeah, like a, a home and a business front where she can hold court and sort of look a bit more legitimate and be a bit more like, oh, I'm I'm just the mayor. But what you guys have seen is definitely more the shady side. You've seen Dietz's, Dietz's bar. Mm. You've seen the sort of little slums outside of that area as well. You've okay. seen the spaceport. And that's all controlled by Zuzu thoroughly. Like that's where her enforcers are actually walking about. But then we've also, we've seen the, the underground. Yeah. Which, I mean, for all intents and purposes, what we've seen of it so far, you could say it's controlled by the bastards. Oh, oh no! Yeah, are you kidding like me? Like that? We are the boss on the map. We've got a we, section of space off that is our own. To a fo- to, what am I? I can't. I can't speak. Words, when you Taylor. Go, when you go to a Pokemon gym, yeah, we're the guy at the end. You see yellow. That's us. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right. <laughs> no, that, that's mission that wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As I was doing it, I was like, "It's turning Just into Boris something else." Just Boris being suspended from a ceiling with rope. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you don't have full control of it, but you do have a base there. <laughs> Whatever, we you've, got the green you've got, friend. You've got a yeah. You've got the green friend. You've got a Jordan. battle train. Battle train that lets you traverse the underground now. And Boris deleted all the maps. 
He deleted mm. the maps. We're so you, you guys are, as oh. of what you've seen of it so far at least, like, you know, you're kind of in charge of your own destiny. <laughs> Obviously. Heck. And then we have the Night City, which again, we've only scraped the surface of. But the Night City, that's, that's where you go if you do not want to be under Zuzu's thumb. If you've come to Midspace expecting to be truly free, you've set up, you know, you've, you've, found, a, you've found a flat, you've got a job, you've, and you realize, oh shit, this is... This is not significantly better. Like if you don't have money and power, <laughs> if you're not like some sort of like big important criminal, you're not really any more free than if you were on a normal planet. So Great. some people who really want to get outside of Zuzu's thumb influence, or maybe people that have burnt bridges as well, the Night City is the place where you can go. It sounds okay. a lot like us. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like where Just... we're going. The saying. Yeah. So the Night City, we've we've met the cultists. We've um sort we've of met yeah. what's left of them. We've met the mushrooms, and we've obviously we've met Shannon and his revolutionaries. Yeah, good for him. So the revolutionaries, they're a minor group, and although they claim to control the Night City, that's <laughs> really they control like you know like what well, a city block. You know they control a chunk of the Night City. Mm-hmm. They don't know what else is out there either. That's okay. a bit sad for them. Yeah. Well, they they only have so many numbers, but they, I mean, they've got scouts, they've got spies. So like they at least do exert proper control over their section of the night city. As opposed to what, us? Rude. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, Boris can only patrol. Hey, we left Jordan in it. One one track at a time. We left Jordan in in the the lair. He's probably shat all over the place. Yeah. I mean, if, if someone came in and they weren't ready for him, he would just bite their hands off before they could shoot him, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we're going to, that. I have a lot of questions about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I know you can't believe that, but I, <laughs> I, I kind of came with a list. Like, I've got questions about, you know, the stuff we've seen. I've got questions about the stuff we ain't seen, mm-hmm. the stuff we only seen a little bit. And then I've got questions about the place where we're at that we really only saw like one room of. What the heck else is in there with us? And Dick's mm-hmm. not going to tell us, but we're going to ask because that's how we work. Yeah, and I mean, the really specific stuff like what else is around, yeah, you're going to have to wait and see. He's not going to tell us. I can tell, but we're going to ask because that's how that, we do. Can we get advantage? Can we get an answer? No. That is that is that is story that we're in the middle of. So let's not divulge anything anything too close to the present, too close Shoot to where shot. we're going. Shoot mm-hmm. shot. And we're going to have to wait <laughs> just like you till next time. But before we go, it kind of seems like we weren't the only people that brought questions to this. We've got oh, yeah. questions. And we've got you. questions. Questions I think that we that I, I can answer about yeah. Midspace. From the from our friends. Hey guys, so uh before I go any further, I know we've got two whole different kinds of content right here on uh, on our streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, we do. To. Oh, yeah. Did you know we've got a third kind as well that you can get on Patreon? What? What is that third kind? Third Encounters. kind is, uh, is something we like to call sidearm. Sidearm. For the most part, that's everything that doesn't really fall into Backwater Bastard's story or Backwater Bastard's lore. It's not really back necessarily particularly Backwater Bastard's If you like the sounds of our voices like we do. Like these sounds. We, we can't help but talk <laughs> to each other a lot when we get together like this. So there's a we lot of stuff it. that we record that just doesn't <laughs> belong of the, yeah. in a normal episode. And that stuff 
becomes a sidearm. Uh, the last episode we did, what did we talk? We talked about this. It's um, called Past Life Duck. And we talked about Georgie Pie, we talked about frozen foods, we talked about coffee, we talked about ramen noodles, and... I love ramen noodle. We talked about... Hey, uh, no! If you want to know what we talked about, you're going to have to listen. Oh, damn. (laughs) That's on Patreon right now. It was cool as heck. See you there. the The deets are in the notes. It's time for listener questions. It's time for listener questions. So I'm going to read a question from Captain Isaac. Ooh. Fair. Isaac has asked, how big is the known you... (laughs) You're blocking it with your name. (laughs) (laughs) Anonymous turtle. (laughs) Isaac has asked. (laughs) Okay. Deep breaths, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Taylor Garcia just keeps popping up over the words I'm trying to read. Daniel is a toasted fart. <laughs> well, Isaac asks, how big is the known universe outside the three empires? Mm. Do the big three dominate or mm. are they just big fish in their pond? Ooh. That's a pretty sexy question. Mm. I've always referred to as my um, my map, not as the known universe, but actually as the alliance of three worlds. And an easily, what, what's my tagline there? An uneasy ceasefire between New Terra, E-137, and Wraith Moon. Ooh. Ooh. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is the known galaxy extends significantly past the three empires. But that said, this is definitely a space of the universe that is particularly dense in oxygen and water and all the things that the kind of species that live on all these planets that we've been visiting need to survive. Therefore, it is definitely the most densely populated section of the universe. But I do really like the idea of us going and exploring like proper, like not just the outer room where you've got like dais and darks and that sort of thing, or darken, but going all the way outside and going somewhere really foreign. That would be really interesting to do. Um, That's scary. the, the, The big three, they are big fish in their ponds, but they definitely, in terms of like organized big, civilizations yeah they dominate they um they are the three main organizations forces to be reckoned with outside of of their influence like because if you've got mid space in the middle there's similar kinds of communities outside as well and there's all sorts of craziness out there to be fine there are potentially you know other entire like species with their own ways of doing things that could actually give one of these you know one of these empires a run for their money mm-hmm. i mean you, you've already come across like the atola medusa for example who do yes. they operate outside of these three zones and you know they sort of go around the outer rim stealing water at least um the atoll that dr z was a part of stealing mm-hmm. water from these planets that aren't being protected by these empires so imagine a huge configuration of atolls all coming all at once like a atola oh, invasion damn that would be uh something to be really concerned about 
So I don't know. The, the big three dominate for now in terms of our understanding of the universe so far, but stay tuned. Maybe we'll have a big bad that actually threatens them more than that. That would be fun. Oh, that is fun. All right. I've got a question from myself. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that wow. seems like cheating. It's not cheating. Wow. I wrote it down. So I want to know, Big Pat, good for him. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> the greatest shopkeeper of all time. My favorite does character. Does Big Pat, uh, now does she have a, does she own her own business or is she a part of a franchise? And uh, how long is has she been in business for? I want to know more about Big Pat and her business. What? She showed up once in episode what zero. What is her favorite I want to color? know everything. Okay, so <laughs> what is her birthday? <laughs> Let yes. me tell you about Big Pat. Have you yes, been? Please. You're saying we you need to do a on... separate episode about Big Pat. Okay, yeah, cool. we'll we do need, a big, okay. big Pat episode. Yeah, Big cool. Pat episode. Get ready for that, Dick. Yeah. Okay, like Big Pat Law Dive, or just a Big Pat episode, Both like a and like an in, in character one and, where I play Big and, Pat for the entirety of the episode. Yeah, and an origin. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Three things. Lock them in. Let me give you a little bit about the genesis of my idea of Big Pat. Yes, please. The voice. I took from Monsters, Inc. Yes. I think okay. you guys guessed Roz. that one. Mm-hmm. But the sort of the, the vibe and the essence of it, like by, uh, by all rights, she probably should, it should have been more like, you know, when you go like rent a car, that's probably the sort of vibe I was going for. But more for me, like I was really channeling, you know, and I, definitely in London at least, but like there's like a street and maybe there's like a day market there and it's kind of like a high street, but it's kind of like a shitty one where all the shops are independent. Yeah. Mm, okay. And there's always a shop, probably multiple shops, and all they sell is bags. Mm, yep. yep. They just sell like backpacks and maybe suitcases. Like they just sell, all they sell is cheap bags. They're fronts so, for um, crimps. Maybe, but like. Are they? Definitely. <laughs> they only sell it in wholesale. They only sell wholesale stuff as well. But in I just my mind. That was what they liked selling. Well, in my no. mind, <laughs> you can only had, buy in the hundred stall. Hat feels a lot like one of those. Okay, dang. With it, I guess with all the connotations that come with that. So if you guys see that as being like a front for something else, for a then crim. that's probably probably the vibe crim. that you're getting from Big Pat as well. Big Pat's a nah. Big Pat's not. Big Pat's an angel. Yeah, way to try and like tarnish our memory. Yeah, trying to Dick. trying to get us. Okay, Big Pat's still Big Pat. But she owns her own business, at least on paper. Like get it's it. um, nice. It's her shop. That she rents. Living she that rents life. like little little cruises and transports. Heck yeah. Love to see it. Love to see it. Big Love Pat. Love to see it. Big Pat. So that's that's Big Pat. That's that's what I have to say on the on the Big Pat subject. Okay, thank you. So we know that Big Pat is arguably probably the best the best part of midspace and the greatest being of all time. The most successful entrepreneur in the galaxy. But Yes. Speaking of individuals of great stature, we have a question from Bodie. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Who we freaking we like. We I was love trying to be like. cool. I was trying to be cool, but <laughs> I, love I know him. I know Dan doesn't do yeah, that. I so, can't help myself. Um, we do we do secretly love, but don't, like don't tell. Don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, Bodie wants to know, and I also want to know, what are some fast food restaurants slash chains on Midspace that we haven't heard about? And what are their signature dishes? Ah <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wowza. We I mean that's we how haven't, that's how he asked it. We haven't actually I don't think we've visited any fast food chains. I know because you guys don't let Midspace. me eat. You guys don't let me get any food. <laughs> You've had tentacle? 
Yeah, that's it though. Like one that time, is, like that once. Is it. Yeah, maybe Here's twice. Here's the thing though, like the big chains, like the 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 reputable chains from the three empires. I mean, I, the synths probably don't have fast food chains now. I think about it, but um, they're not going to be on mid space, are they? Like they can't be seen to be operating an attack haven like that. It's just it's not Aww. a good look when you're a corporation. Oh, so there's so the, no chains. So there's there's knockoff versions. Oh. It's like little chocolate. <laughs> or yeah, you know, just Grandles. like yeah, uh, you know how like yeah, it, and then you get like everything CFC or whatever instead of KFC, yes. or like TFC. Like it's every every other kind of fried chicken. That okay, so it's just London. It's just London streets then, because that's all you ever see when you're walking around London is like <laughs> the Colonel's Kentucky chicken. It's not Taco Bell. It's Taco Smell. Yeah. So you got to imagine like um. Was it, was it Fat Burger? It was called um, Fat Beasts. Fat, be- fat, fat beast. beasts. Fat Burger is a fat real beast. world thing. Fat, yeah, so fat, fat beast. There is, you know, chonk beast. Mm. There's uh, lard beast. There's fat best. I'm sensing a pattern. There's there's all these li- little like knockoff things that have like the same color configurations, like almost the same logo. They sell similar products, but they're not really Fat Beast. Does that mean there's a Bangerman's? Ripoff somewhere on midspace called Bingo Mins. Ah, mm, <laughs> Bingo <okay>. Man. <laughs> what, do you think Z would have a real problem with Bingo yes. Mins selling merchandise, like knockoff yeah. merchandise? What if Big Z problem. hasn't seen that yet, and then one day? Oh, I imagine that Z hasn't seen it yet because we would have heard. Because Z would have gone to shut it down. That's going to be an arc. Watch, we're going to have to yeah. blow up that Bingo Mans. Yeah. Bingo Man. We this cannot is... suffer the witch to live. This is sacrilege. They're destroying the honorable reputation of the Bangermans. Yeah, here what? we go. Their desire for money, for power, <laughs> I will destroy it. But you then heard what, it here if, first. what if it, it, it turns out that the um the person the person that um that started it, they were a legitimate Bangermans franchise owner. And well, what? I'd have What's to, I'd have to roleplay that. You'd have to. We'd have and, to play the entire episode. And, and they wanted to set up on midspace, and they got so close. And then, like Bangerman's head office were like, "No, you you cannot build one on midspace." Well, I'd, I'd need that revealed to me in the moment of uh, high drama to understand it. And who knows how we'll respond to that? Yeah, depends on if we've eaten or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely midspace has much more of a um, like independent uh, economy. So there's a lot more like street markets. There's a lot more like food is something that you get like from like a pop-up stand or from a market. You know, there might be restaurants, especially if you sort of get to sort of the higher society. You've got people like Randy and stuff who'd know all about you know, the, the actual, you know, the hidden underground restaurants mm-hmm. of, of mid-space. Okay. But I think it's not really a fast food um, chain kind of place, but there'll be mm-hmm. a lot of fast food. I Good. love it. Lots of, uh, lot of. I mean, uh, we've come across a lot of fried stuff because that's, I guess, the bastards' favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Lots think of, we uh, know. I think we know about that sauce street and food fried. vendors. Love it. I'm also interested in like insectoid treats, probably <laughs> crunchy and high in protein, like something, but like different textures, rare and exotic fruits from faraway mm. galaxies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be very special if you're from somewhere like Dias. Mm, because you wouldn't be getting water-based stuff. Like, you're getting a lot of dehydrates, a mm. lot of mystery packet lifted from a, a wreckage stolen mm-hmm. from a train. Midspace is 
is definitely, if nothing else, it is a place where anything you want, if you've got enough money, you can have it. Oh. Mm. And you know what? We kind of have money now. We kind of do. We do. And Our- like, I don't think you have any wants that are too exotic that you couldn't afford them either. Really? Well, that's bold of you to say. So, uh, I guess I should feel this one is from, uh, from Waco. Ooh. Ooh. This one is, is directed directly to me anyway. Uh, Waco says, I'm interested in the meta. I'm curious if Dickie used any tools from other game systems to create the station. If he didn't, how would he feel about space station generating tools? The mothership module, A Pound of Flesh, contains many space station generating tools from physical design to potential plots. Has he ever read it? I, I will immediately start with, um, I've not read it. Oh. I, um, <laughs> I legitimately, I, I, I don't know uh, much at all about mothership. Something we need to try. Uh, yeah, yeah I have, yes. I d- definitely haven't dug into modules. I I didn't use any kind of tools for it. I um I basically because the way the way I I treat it is just as a setting. Mm. So I I just like okay, this is this is basically a city in space. I don't need to worry too much more about how it works beyond like law stuff. So I yeah, there's, there's know, not a lot. I need of, to know about this. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of game system in how I've created my space. Uh, not my and how I've created my space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unhear that now. Yeah. <laughs> Do not cut that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I may need to get, like th- like give it some stats and stuff if it actually uh, comes into a combat situation or if messing with the infrastructure that sort of thing. But it hasn't come up yet, so I haven't generated anything like that for the day that we get mm. mad enough to kill mid space. Yeah, you never know. Just wait. That'll probably be the episode where we find out that there's a fake Begemans. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I um, I am very keen to like dig into uh, p- I mean, particularly uh, systems that are related or similar to us. Yeah. I, I just you you this is so much time in the day, so many so many pounds I can spend on books. That's moving to the top of the list. Yeah, I think Mothership's probably one I should check out. I. <sighs> I mean, I don't even really, like, I don't know Star Jammer. Mm-hmm. Spell, right, and spell then, Jammer. Spell Jammer. <laughs> and then we have I don't a, even know what it's called. <laughs> and then we have a last question from Jim. Jim says, uh, my joke question. Is there a single small vent port accessible via a trench that a starship could maybe shoot and destroy all of Midspace Station? <laughs> That's crazy. When does that ever happen? <laughs> That's no moon. That would never. Yeah, it's of course it's not a moon, I, Jim. So I've and? gone out of my way, <laughs> out of my way to make sure Midspace doesn't look like the Death Star because it's like a man-made, like moon-sized, like planet city thing. It's all like metal chrome and all that sort of thing. Like, it'd be very easy to see how it could be uh, Death Star. So I hope I've done a good enough job of distinguishing it from that sort of design i mean obviously mm. it being an un- incomplete sphere is another thing that, that has in common with the death star um, <laughs> i feel like you've done a good enough job because the death star to me feels like the inside of a hospital <laughs> honestly i i've never even thought about the idea of like someone trying to destroy midspace until today which is, is bizarre that it just didn't even it didn't and even now really you're occur feeling to me. a little stressed and now, yeah. like, you know, like, we've got Waco's question where I'm sort of thinking about, like, you know, what sort of defenses does it have to stop it from being... Because basically, if you were to pop it, like a bubble, the whole thing's going to go inside out, isn't it? Like, it's... That's not to immediately what I thought, but okay. Well, I don't know. I don't think space <laughs> actually works that way. I think that's a bit of a uh, 
you know, a, uh, an urban myth or, or maybe a cosmic tests. myth. But regardless, uh, yeah, if someone were to try and destroy Midspace, that would be a, a problem for millions of people. That's definitely like another sort of what could be, I say fun plot, but like a, a quite, <laughs> quite an alarming plot, actually. Yeah. I th- it would take a lot to destroy something as big as Midspace. And mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to go ahead and say that for it to have been there for a thousand, of, a thousand years and not have been destroyed... It's got to be at least sort of pretty good at keeping itself alive and operating. Well, now okay. we're here. So you drop <laughs> a big ass bomb on it, that section just gets sort of closed off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a pressurized thing that really uh, looks after itself, and it it is again like it's been um, terraformed, so it does operate somewhat like an actual planet. Mm. Awesome. So no, no, no easy port. So guys, uh, did you learn anything new here? Is there anything you can't wait to find out when we move into the uh, the population, the inhabitants, and the political structures of midspace? I want to yeah. know about the fashions. I'm definitely going to have some questions about the looks that the different uh, peoples are going to be uh, wearing. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning about the peoples of midspace for sure and the inhabitants. I definitely have questions. I think we know. That I have questions. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. And no, they're not just about Reese, but at least 38% of them are. <laughs> Only 38% though. That's just, that was not a good number. I take it back. It's 89. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have questions. I have questions about the zones and about who is in the zones. And I know that I probably can't have all of those questions answered because we're probably going to have to find out. Cause I mean, midspace is big, right? That's what we learned today. That's mm. above all else. We've learned that midspace is big. It is the place. Midspace is the place. It's where the action is happening. Okay. And there's a lot of different individuals hiding out. Well, that's it. The more that you haven't already seen that I give to you in the law dump, the less I can surprise you within the moment. So exactly. So maybe. I, I mean, res- I think I think like broad strokes, I can give you uh, new stuff. But I think we are mostly going to stick to um, areas that we have trodden so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No gray areas. You hear that? Yeah. But yes, that's that's all coming on the next law dump. That's going to be uh, uh, sticking to schedule. I would say in a fortnight's time, if you're listening to this live. Yes. And that is going to be. Midspace Part 2, The Inhabitants. (gasps) Oh, I look forward to it. All right. And next week, we will be joining you again with another episode episode. Yeah, and come in for that because we we have just rounded off an entire story arc. We have what could be uh, known as perhaps the Atola Saga. (gasps) Oh, I like that. Oh. Including, of course, Z-Day. We we were not ready for that, Jelly. We went with the one true leader and the mushrooms and... Just generally, all the psychic forces at play on Midspace Station. So I think we're about ready for something, uh, something different and new. So you're gonna have to pop in for the next episode to see what that's gonna be. But until then, have an absolutely wonderful time. Thank you for listening, and bye, bye, <laughs> bye. Tune in next time for another edge of your seat adventure in space with the Backwater Bastards.
you enjoy listening, but also have eyes, check out our Instagram, where we post drawings, illustrations, character art from our adventures. Backwater underscore bastards. Check out our Instagram on Instagram. I reckon if we go that way, if we take a left, continue for five minutes, we might mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. find Pat. Pat? Pat. Is that the right direction there for Pat? Nah, I mean, I mean, we could, we could, we could find Pat, but... I'm pretty sure it's just walk down this way for a long time and then we find Pat. <laughs> but what about Flat Beast? All right, just a quick detour. <laughs> hey, do you have any credits? Dick's got it. Hard to say with a straight face. Flat beast. Flat, flat <laughs> All right. beast. Let's call it there then. Flat beast. Flat beast. Flat beast.